Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I'm Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. And I'm Aaron McMahon. On this episode, we're getting you ready for March Madness with previews of the Michigan women's draw in the NCAA tournament and the men's in the NIT. Plus, Michigan hockey will play for a Big Ten championship on Saturday. That and more coming up on Wolverine Confidential. All right, guys, good to be with you here Monday morning, uh, March 13th. A lot to talk about, especially basketball-wise. Let's start with the men because there was some uncertainty there heading into last week. Michigan was a bubble team, you know, entering the Big Ten tournament. Most uh, prognosticators had the Wolverines out. A few had them in. A win over Rutgers would be significant or would have been significant, not just because it would have been a quality win, but it would potentially eliminate another bubble team. Maybe Michigan would have had to beat Purdue the next day, too. I don't know. And you know what? We'll never know. Because Michigan, which led by three at halftime, made all of one field goal in the first 19 minutes of the second half. There's only 20 minutes and a half. uh, And lost to Rutgers 62-50. to Hunter Dickinson was pretty good. Everybody else was pretty bad. Uh, and, and by the time it was over, we, we sort of knew Michigan wasn't going to the NCAA tournament for the first time since 2015. Uh, readers of M live did know they were headed to the NIT. Uh, Juwan Howard was sort of non-committal in his post-game press conference. Uh, but as I had reported, uh, someone above him on the food chain had told me on the record, they'd be accepting an invitation to the national invitational tournament. So that's where they're headed. Uh, you know, but even even that had some drama. Are you guys aware of what happened with the bracket last night? I did. Yeah, the NIT unveiled the bracket. I actually watched it live. I don't know why I did. Yeah, ten o'clock on yeah. ESPNU. First time ever for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They released the bracket, and then they come out afterwards and said they had number two and number three seats flipped. Is that right? That is correct. I mean, more than an hour later, like, oh, you know. By the way, uh, Michigan's actually the three, Vanderbilt's the two, which is significant because if both those teams win their first round games, uh, you know, Michigan's going to Nashville instead of hosting uh, that that weekend game. And it's like, okay. And then you realize, wait, oh, they messed up every, all all of them, all four of those two and three seeds were were flopped. Um, And it's just like, really? Like, can you imagine if this had happened with the NCAA tournament bracket? They'd come out and hey, yeah, you know, Michigan State, if you beat USC, you're not playing Marquette. You're actually playing Kansas State. And, oh, yeah, all those others are also wrong. Um, it just goes happen- to show yeah. where the NIT is in the pecking order, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they just had – it wasn't even like the number was wrong. Like, they had them in the wrong spot, clearly. Like, the two is supposed to be on that bottom. And it, it made more sense, you know, the, the way that it was like – I mean, you couldn't question it. It wasn't like – so egregious it's one seed line but it's like vanderbilt was in the mix right for for a bid way more than michigan was so it seems strange that michigan was ahead of them uh in the pecking order but anyway michigan draws toledo uh toledo team that won 17 in a row at the end of the season before losing the most important one the mac championship to kent state uh terrific offense for toledo outstanding three-point shooting Really bad defense. So I don't know. This might be actually a good matchup for Michigan because, you know, they're not gonna they're not gonna make Michigan really work on offense. And maybe maybe Michigan can just play the free flowing style it wants to. You know, get up and down the court, move the ball around, hit some shots, and you know, just they have they have a big man that Toledo can't really match. Uh, but I don't know. You always question the motivation, right? In games like this, a hundred percent. You know, you you wonder. 
are they going to come out ready and willing to play? Um, I, I got to think so. It's going to be a home game. And look, they've already lost to a Mac school this year. So I, I got to think a second loss to a Mac school would be an, 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 another embarrassment. So, uh, and, and Toledo, and this Toledo team is a lot better than Central Michigan. Um, and I got to say, too, Toledo's really pissed off because they were, they were the Mac regular season champion. They were the yep. favorite in the Mac tournament. And they haven't been in the insane tournament in a long time. And I think folks in Toledo thought this was going to be their year. And then they go and lose to Kent State in the final. So I, I think you've got a pissed off Toledo team motivated. You got a Michigan team obviously pissed off because they didn't make the NCAA tournament. I don't know how motivated they're going to be. Um, but I gotta think the opponent itself should should motivate the team. Man, I thought I was getting a steal at Toledo plus one in, in the in the back championship. And uh turns out uh, I did not um beat any closing line value or anything there too, because they got whooped in the in the MAC championship. So I don't know. I, I think Michigan sort of rolled just solely based off of how Toledo played in the MAC championship and disappointed and I lost my bet because of them. But other than that, don't know much about them. I they Michigan already made me break my my tradition of looking at the NIT bracket. I literally <laughs> never do. And then I'm like well, Michigan's in it this year. I guess I'll I'll check it out. So I'm like, oh, this is a little bit different. Interesting, interesting. So, yeah, ooh, NIT basketball. Can't wait. Yeah, I'm. You know, I uh, I'm a crazy person. I think I show you guys. I've showed you guys this in the past. I I can't wait to print it out. So you know, I got to write write the whole bracket by by hand here. And then of course we've got you know the NIT that I did this year. A little of course had to make some make some changes there at the you know <laughs> before before I went to bed I mean I couldn't believe it I I had come upstairs like I was done you know I had the women the men you know the all various stories and then I I see this this tweet you know someone retweeted from the Vanderbilt basketball account which was like well uh turns out we're actually the two and I was like oh gosh I got to go back down and like change this now this is absurd uh-huh. um we did not get to talk to Joan or any of the players uh last night uh, they did put out, you know, a couple statements and they're, they're all saying the right things like, Juwan, we get a chance to play for a championship. That means something, you know, so we're looking forward to to compete again. You know, Hunter Dickinson, uh, another chance to get out there. Uh, we are competitors. We have a chance to play for something. We'll go after it. You know, Joey Baker, anytime you get a chance to keep playing, something you want to embrace and be thankful for. Uh, Jace Howard, uh, we are still hungry, you know. Being able to play with my brothers again means a lot. So they had that many guys send out statements. <laughs> yeah, three three different players oh provide quotes and, and one coach. It's more players than we've ever actually gotten, oh, you know, to, to talk to normally before a game. But I wonder if the uh, communications department is like, hey, some guys send me some some statements and I can put them out there for for this NIT announcement. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, so that. that's uh, that's that's their draw. I mean, listen, this is a program that. Uh, is used to the NCAA tournament and deep runs in it. They've been in the Sweet 16 at least, you know, each of the five past five NCAA tournaments. So uh, this is kind of uncharted territory. And it's no, there's no like, there's no shame in it happening in one year. Any one year, it's tough to necessarily guarantee an NCAA tournament spot. But, you know, you want to make sure that it, 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 doesn't become a trend right so we'll see how Juwan howard and michigan follow up um you know i have a, I have a story about what ticks you know what maybe went wrong this season uh, on mlive.com right now and you know going forward there's some there's some questions to answer of course jed howard i i mean i'll just say right now i would not expect him to be back um you know kobe buffkin that's a tough call usually if a guy's projected as a first rounder they go 
it's more often than not the opposite happens that guys that you know guys leave too early then stay another year beyond what you know they're expected to do so we'll we'll, we'll see about that that'll obviously be a huge uh you know we'll go a long way in determining what this team looks like next year hunter dickinson right now you asked me i actually think he would come back i mean w- why not at this point uh but but we'll we'll see about that there'll be more chances to to cover this team and maybe ask some of those questions as we wind down. I, I do find it kind of funny after that that Rutgers game. I mean, typically people don't talk to me too much about Michigan basketball because they know Andrew's the, the main guy that covers it. But it was funny after that game, like either whether it was in my beer league hockey locker room or even just covering the game on the hockey game on Saturday night, I've had people come up to me like, dude, can you believe the, the second half of the Rutgers game and just how – disinterested this this Michigan team did and how they just kind of let Rutgers just kind of walk all over them in the second half. I'm like, to be honest, I didn't pay that close attention, but yeah, it was kind of shocking that with their season on the line, they kind of got outscored by 15 points in the second half, but it was kind of surprising with how kind of distraught some, some fans were at, at how Michigan season kind of ended in the final game. I know the fans aren't happy about Michigan making the NIT and look, if you're a season ticket holder or you're a diehard or you're a donor, I get it. You know, you're used to getting the NCAA tournament. But you got to look at this, too, as an opportunity, as the players said in that release, an opportunity for them to play again. You know, some of them to potentially build on potentially what they could do next year if they decide to come back. Mm-hmm. Some of them who are pondering the NBA, this is another opportunity to show scouts that they can play well in the elite level you know, on national television. So it's an opportunity for the team again. Um, you know, maybe they can make a run and win the NIT potentially. I know it's nothing for, like great to celebrate, but it, it is something. Um, and, and if you look back, you know, last four or five years, the NIT champion or the teams that are in the finals tend to uh, follow that up in the next year in the NCAA tournament and, and, and mm-hmm. play well. So it's opportunity for this Michigan program to try and build something toward next year. Look, and, and I know the fans don't want to hear that. They don't care about that right now. But, you know, that's, that's where they're at. And, and you can't change what happened. You can't change the result of the Rutgers game, the Big Ten tournament. Um, so I, I think from a player standpoint, it's probably the, the best, you know, the best road for them. Uh, yeah. Xavier, uh, went and won the, uh, uh, NIT last year. Now, you know, they're, they're a three seat potential, you know, final four dark horse, uh, in, in this year's NCAA tournament. So, uh, yes, it absolutely, that turnaround can happen. Uh, the, the women, the women drew, uh, a six seed in the NCAA tournament and will play 11 seed UNLV. In Baton Rouge, Louisiana, LSU, the three seed is the host there. You know, we've been talking about it for a while. Michigan was trending towards towards not not hosting um, and, you know, losing in the in the second game of the Big Ten tournament to Ohio State kind of sealed that fate. Um, so they get it. They get a six seed, which means, yes, again, their second game potentially would would be a, a true road game. But um, yeah, I think I think it's like an OK path for for Michigan overall. The UNLV team is interesting you know they're ranked in the top 25 right now and they're an 11 seed so it's like something doesn't add up there but you know i i know i vote i vote you know on the men's side like there there often is at the back end of that ballot a lot of like all right i don't really love any of these you know middling major (laughs) conference teams oh there's a team that's you know 31 and 2 like all right sure uh you know they've won 22 straight games but you know the competition just hasn't been there they only played two NCAA tournament teams all year. One was, you know, an automatic bid winner, Hawaii, who's actually the 14 in that little pod. And the other was Oklahoma State, who got a nine seed, eight or a nine seed. Um, they played them on got the road smoked by them. and lost by 25. Yeah. So um, I don't know. Like this is a, it's a, it's a young coach, um, second youngest in, 
in, in, in women's college basketball. I think she's 33. Um, Jeez. But yeah, building building the program up there. You know, she was a coach of the year in the Mountain West. They've got three players that were on the uh, the all conference team. It was a ten player all conference team, but uh, still three of them, including a uh, player that a lot of people thought should have been the player of the year. She wasn't, but um, you know, definitely definitely could have been their their center. Uh, so um, yeah, it could it you know could be an interesting matchup. I don't think Michigan will will overlook them by any means, um, but. But we can we can look ahead to you know that potential matchup with with LSU in the in the next game. So they open Friday and then they'd be I think it just actually got announced I think three p.m. Eastern time. Yeah, Friday. Um, and then yeah, LSU, LSU the three seed. It's Kim Mulkey uh, second year there after being at Baylor. You know Michigan. You know faced faced Baylor. You know a few times in recent years. You know Kim Barnes Rico last night was saying that there must be something about the Kims. They like they like matching up the Kims. Um, seems like we're always playing them like around Easter or whatever. But uh, yeah, that's, that's the draw for, for the women. Yeah. I mean, at, at this point, Michigan has done a good job at taking care of business against teams that should this year. And so I, I don't think they're going to have much issue now that they're getting healthier. I know Layla Philia still probably isn't a hundred percent, but at least she's available and playing again. So, I mean, I expect Michigan's the better team and, and they've shown when, when they're healthy, that they, they beat teams that they're, typically more talented then. So, but yeah, again, against LSU, I mean, that's going to be a, a tough draw. Michigan's kind of struggled against the top tier teams this year. And I definitely think LSU falls into that category. So we'll, uh, we'll kind of see what happens, but yeah, like you said, I mean, you never know what ha- can happen come tournament time and, and Michigan can't fully overlook UNLV. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the LS, this LSU team, they started 23 and 0, but a lot of people were kind of wondering, you know, if they were if they were if they were paper tigers uh, because of, you know, just the schedule, um, you know, so there was a lot paper of hype with that, with that like matchup that with uh, South Carolina uh, and they and they get crushed in that game. Um, and then they lose. They lost to, uh, you know, Tennessee um, in the in the conference tournament as well. But, you know, they just they just didn't play a lot of ranked teams. And that's just the opposite of Michigan. Um, you know, Michigan had. 14 games against 11 different yeah NCAA tournament teams this year uh they went six and eight in those games like as as we've documented here they were unable to break through against those top four teams in the big 10 but I mean you saw the seeds they got Indiana was a one Maryland and Iowa two Ohio State a three seed so it's like you know sometimes I I, I like these teams that they really did well in the non-conference you know and like you want to be playing your best right now I don't think Michigan like fell apart by any means, you know, injuries played a role and absences and things like that. Like they've got their full roster back, um, you know, got Layla Filia's feet wet, a couple of games in Minneapolis and now, you know, a couple of weeks of, of, of rest and rehab, um, you know, just given what they did on neutral courts and, and true road environments in the non-conference, you know, winning at Miami, beating North Carolina in Charlotte. Like this is, this is a team that I think is, is potentially dangerous trying to get to their third straight, uh, you know, sweet 16. We'll see if they can do it. You think they do? Yes, actually. I really do. I do. I do like this, this draw. I think LSU is a little, again, o- overrated. Now, granted, you know, the fact that they got the three seed, I think kind of shows that, you know, the committee didn't think they were, they were maybe as good as their, their record showed. But uh, yeah, I think, I think the opportunity is there to, to make a, another run if they, if they put it together. Um, but yeah, they're going to have to, uh, you're gonna have to protect the ball, that's for sure, and probably shoot a little better from three than than they had in some of their bigger games um, this year. UNLV really, they play very hard, you know, man to man defense, but 
from what I've been told, it's not like a full court press generally. That's what Michigan struggled with. Now, maybe, you know, seeing seeing that on tape, they might they might throw some of that out. But uh, yeah, if if Michigan can can get by the first game, I think they I think they really do have a chance to to pull off the upset. That was their path two years ago. As you remember, they were in uh, they were the six and in SEC country and knocked off Tennessee on their home court. So um, we'll see if they we'll see if they can they can do it again. But um, yeah, this is my this is my favorite time of year. It's a different different uh, different vibe yesterday for me. You know, usually it's like, all right, where am I get you know where am I going to be going? You know, where <laughs> where's Michigan going? Where am I going? This was this year is a, a little different kind of knowing they were you know the men's team at least was going to going to be at home so um I will not be traveling to Baton Rouge but we'll kind of kind of figure things out as we as we move along here in the in the postseason um the hockey team will be playing for a Big 10 championship uh on Saturday right Zook? I I really really was locked into basketball this weekend so I do I do count on you for this for this update here yeah, I mean they uh, they came through with one of their the best games I've seen them play all year at the biggest time of the year. Ohio State had given them trouble all season, and Michigan came out scored on the first shift of the game. And uh, they, I mean, we talked uh, earlier about how important it was for them to get that number two seed and finish second in the Big Ten. They were able to do that in the last regular season series edging out Ohio State, and that means they got to host Ohio State in the semifinal, and I think that played a huge difference. I mean, Yost was absolutely rocking from the from the drop of the puck, and when Michigan scored on that first shift, it's like, oh boy, like, all right, like Michigan built off that momentum. The OSU goalie led in a really soft goal on the second goal a few minutes later, and once you see that, it's like, all right, start firing pucks on net, and Michigan – uh, had over 40 shots throughout the game, was uh, played better defensively, didn't turn the puck over as much. And yeah, I mean, won seven to three. And I mean, if you go back to the quarterfinal game two, they got up three goals early in the second period and then let Wisconsin, who is not even close to the, the team Ohio State has come all the way back to tie it for Michigan one in, in the last two minutes or last three minutes. They kept the foot on the gas Saturday. Every time that Ohio State maybe potentially got back into it, cutting the deficit to two goals a couple times, and Michigan answered every time to kind of restore that three-goal cushion. So that's what you want to see at this time of year, um, a, a huge win. And they had a potential possibly hosting the Big Ten Championship because they were the early semifinal game. The Michigan State and Minnesota played right afterwards, and the uh, Michigan State upset Minnesota they would have hosted the Spartans in a, in a Big Ten championship, which would have been wild. But instead, uh, Minnesota, the number one team in the country, got down one to nothing early and then kind of just exploded for four goals, I think, and won four to one. So Michigan will be traveling to Minneapolis for in a rematch of last year's Big Ten championship. Both teams got a ton of talent, NHL draft picks up and down the lineup. And uh, both top four teams, both teams are going to be number one seeds in the NCAA tournament as well, regardless of, of what happens here in the Big Ten Championship. But obviously the Wolverines would like to to build and, and repeat as Big Ten champs and get that positive momentum heading into the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I remember they went to Minnesota and they lost the first one, the second when they were on that trend of doing that, you know, when they're, they're, you know, in the middle of the season. Is that right? Is that what I'm remembering? Yep, yep. So they uh, they came back from winter break, got absolutely blown out by Ohio State seven to three or seven to two, their most lopsided loss of the year. Came back and won the following night, and then split with Minnesota on the road, and then r- rattle off six wins after after that series too. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a tough environment to play in. I'm sure it'll be a sellout crowd, ten thousand plus, 
at the at at Minnesota. I mean, they're they're hockey crazed there. Um, it, it's going to be a very enticing, intriguing matchup, and a good tune up for both teams heading into the NCAA tournament. Absolutely. And then when when is that bracket announced? The next the next yeah, day, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Very so nice. It's and another thing too is by by beating Ohio State. I mean, if Michigan lost, they have that kind of they're off this this week and they have that two week break until the NCAA tournament. So it's always I know uh, head coach Brandon Rodgers was like, yeah, that's a big thing to continue to practicing with purpose and, and looking forward to something. And, and I think that that will definitely help their case, too. I mean, you don't really want a two week break heading into the NCAA tournament. So this should be a should bode well for the Wolverines. I mean, I think the Big Ten does it wrong. I think they shouldn't have one game one weekend and the and the next and the championship the next. I think like they should do like the NCHC have the semis and finals the same weekend. But it is what it is. A different discussion for a different day. But uh, yeah, it should be a fun one on Saturday. All right. Well, we will have our uh, our brackets at least on the men's side uh, posted on on mlive.com. The uh, all the all the college sports writers uh, get to do it. Any any early thoughts? You know, from either of you. Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm, big up, big uh, upsets. You know, you're locked. You've locked in a national champion. Any like anything like that? Or we we got to wait for Wednesday. I mean, the fact that both of my NCAA champion picks the past two years have lost first round. I'm just dreading <laughs> even looking at it and diving into the bracket because I just have no confidence right now after the last two years. So Ryan, do you want to follow someone's bracket? <laughs> yeah. Just just fade Ryan's bracket. Yeah. What he did everything. Yeah. I, I will say, put I put mine together this morning. At least the first one. I'm sure I'll do other system week goes on but i had a hard time finding a lot of like big upsets in the first mm-hmm. round uh, i did have some i think some 10 seeds beat some sevens but i mean it didn't have a ton i didn't have like a, a 13 beating a four or 15 beating a two now i'm not saying it's not going to happen i think there are a couple spots where i think it's possible but i don't know given how crazy college basketball has been this year i guess i mean maybe many of us are expecting a lot of upsets and maybe it's going to happen i don't know but um, I kind of had a lot, at least um, a, a couple one seats in the final four. I really like Alabama. I know, I know they've been going through a lot of off season ter- or off the off the court turmoil, uh, but they're still playing incredible basketball. I think they're probably the most talented team in the country. So I'm riding Alabama uh, at least for now. What what kind of scares me a little bit with these number one seeds is I think every number one seed kind of has something uh, an interesting storyline going on right now because doesn't Houston have some injury concerns? Kansas has Bill Self that's been sidelined. Uh, Purdue is Purdue in the NCAA tournament, and then like Aaron mentioned, Alabama has a lot of off the court issues going on. So it's like, uh, do I trust all the number one seeds this year? I I don't, I don't really know. So. I, I definitely have to do some research, but right now I, I I couldn't even tell you a team that I'm leaning towards. And the Big Ten is is interesting. I mean, they got uh, eight teams in was when all was said and done. Rutgers kind of a, a surprise viewed as, as a snub by a lot of the you know folks you know making bracket projections. But you know, as as anticipated, you got uh, six teams. Six of those uh, teams are between the seven and ten seed range. You know, a lot of seeds that on paper at least, maybe win a game but not get to the second weekend. And that's kind of what we talked about. Does this Big Ten have a team, um, you know, that can make a deep run? Purdue's obviously a one seed. You know, Indiana, you know, as as a as a four seed, um, you know, maybe could do it. But, you know, there after that, it, it, it would have to be, you know, a, a major surprise. It, it would have to show that the Big Ten really was better than people thought that even, even the teams that finish, you know, with those like kind of 500 records 
can make a run. I mean, maybe that is a Michigan State. Maybe it is an Iowa. Maybe Penn State stays hot. I, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure I'm seeing it, um, but but that's what makes this you know event so fun. Yeah, I don't have a Big Ten team in the Elite Eight. I think I had okay. Purdue going out in Sweet 16. I'm not expecting a big run from a Big Ten team, but I wouldn't be shocked either. I mean, given the, again, the season we've seen, I, it wouldn't surprise me if any team from like the, the Big Ten or the Big 12 they, they get there. I mean, those are, I mean, they've been two strong conferences, top to bottom, like a lot of teams in tournaments. Um, either way, it's going to be a fun, uh, fun couple of weeks of basketball. It always is. And I think this year, maybe perhaps more than the previous year. Absolutely. Well, we'll be uh, covering it from all angles on mlive.com slash Wolverines. So stay tuned for that. And thanks for listening.